0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio. And it's time now for Do Facts Matter? And uh, we're going to, unfortunately, Professor D'Agostino is not going to be with us today. But we brought in another attorney and, I mean, this is, this is costly. All the way from New York City. He's known as Mark the Shark. And we also have to uh, give a shout-out and uh, thank you to uh, Victor Armanderas uh, and on point for Victor for letting us, letting us uh, have uh, uh, Mark on today. Uh, he's generally on Mar- on uh, Victor's show, On Point with Victor. But today, he's graced us with his radio presence on Do Facts Matter? Now, the first question is, Mark, you take a look at the...
0: Good afternoon, Good afternoon, David. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Uh, you take a look at all the Democrats. Do they ever... Do they ever tell the truth, and do facts ever matter to them? Or, or let me ask you this, being an attorney, maybe you can explain this. If I just make up the fact that you're not really in New York, you're in Boston, and uh, I make up just a general story about Mark, he, he graduated uh, first in his law school class, and uh, which is probably true, but, um, you know, uh, he he's only had had two of the COVID vaccines so he's waiting on his booster so and I and this is all factual folks now tell me the difference Mark in just outright lying and facts the problem
0: is is that reality is a factual based concept you can create anything you want this is what you just have done you can create any scenario you want but the problem is in these day and age that you can see what's going on. Are you going to believe me, what I'm telling you, or are you going to believe your lying eyes? And that's the exact same scenario. You know, this is the only time in history, and I'm, I'm a little younger than you, I don't have as much experience in life, and what I've seen is that 50 years as a concept seems like a long time. Biden was 50 years in public service. In fact, I don't think he actually ever held a real job. We can see that now. (laughs) But buyer's remorse, unfortunately, we're stuck with him right now, as of unless there are current impeachment hearings on the way. Um, We're stuck with him for three years. But... You know, initially when you asked me to be on the show, I was going to go through a prepared statement. I had a nice statement coming out, trying to explain to what was going on here and trying to put things into perspective. But you know what? I'm going to wing it like the Biden administration does. You know, one of the most amazing things in this life is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? You may not know what tomorrow will bring. Yet, as you know, being a retired Marine, no, Army. and in government, and more specifically the United States of America, or even a person living in the reality that we do, you must be prepared and anticipate what it will bring. You may not know what tomorrow is, but you know that you have to be prepared. And I asked you, David, where was the preparation here? Huh.
1: I think, I think war? it was in a tube uh, with H after it.
0: You know, I, I look at this and I say, you know, we unfortunately, we don't have a lot of investigative reporters and we have to rely on a lot of leaks and reports that are coming out of different sources. But, you know, what's going on right now is really interesting in the lamestream media. What they're trying to do is conflate the fact that we had to get out of this war with how we get out of this war. And that's where the general public better be well aware of what's going on. The concept of why we got into this war was 9-11. That's indisputable. We went after the people who did that to us. Okay? It wasn't some people did something, as Omar said. Okay? That was over 3,000 people and counting. because mm-hmm. There were more people dying every single year from the cancer that was released when those buildings came down. So we went in, and we started hunting. And my understanding is we had him at one point, but we couldn't find exactly where to get him. So instead of using the full might of America, we decided to try to do the moral high ground and search for him in a pinpoint. You're looking for a needle in a needle in a haystack, in another haystack, which took us how long? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so we finally got the guy so now what were we doing in Afghanistan that's fine we shouldn't have been there we now know that was a mistake you cannot take a medieval ideology and turn it into Wall Street it's not going to happen their economy is based on poppy and by the way not to mention the fact that they have the largest lithium reserves in the world which China and Russia will now exploit at our behest thank you very much mm-hmm. Joe Biden. but I digress for a second, because the mainstream media is trying to tell you, well, he got us out of the war. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Okay? If you would have blown up the entire world, well, you got us out of the world. Hey, great job. You got us out of the war. But the collateral damage that has been done as a result of this moronic attempt at exiting was done without honor, was done without a plan, and was clearly done without any concept of what was going on in the reality. And this is what happens. This is what happens. This is why America better wake up real quick. Woke is not an ideology. Well, I should say woke is an ideology. It's not a reality. Okay? We have people who are in our government right now who are more concerned about whether our troops are getting CRT training or whether or not they understand their white oppressors or whether or not we're transgender, okay? I understand all that. That has a place and a time in our society. And that's a debate we can have on another day. What is the job of our warriors, okay? The job of a warrior is very simple. Really, it's very, very simple. What is the job of a warrior? The job of a warrior is to go and kill the enemy. That's it, okay? And there is a there's a long standing creed, as you know, that we do not leave people behind in battle. We do not. It's just absurd. It is a failure of leadership. It is a failure of intent on what you are doing. What I, I just you know, I tried to figure out and, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because although I'm pretty sure you can understand and, and note from my tone, that I did not vote for him. Okay? And I really did not want to vote for Trump. I believed in his policies. I believed his policies were fantastic for America. But I wouldn't want to go hang out with him. Okay? I didn't like his delivery, and I didn't like some of the things he said. But you know what? Sometimes life is not perfect. Life gives you what you get.
1: You know, one of the... If you, have
0: to, if you accept less, you get less. We accepted less.
1: Oh, we're a lot less. And, uh, you know, I, as I've talked in doing other shows as well, this is the first time in my life, and by the way, in the, there was nothing in the script about you referencing that I'm that much older than you. And I, you need to re-write, reread the script on that, by the way. So anyway, with that being said, uh, this is the first time in my life that I've ever been ashamed of my country, ashamed of what our leadership has done. Just as you were alluding to about leaving leaving troops behind, we don't desert our allies. And you know, if I, I, I've just been bowled over by what's happened over the past five days, it's just uh, totally sickening and uh, you know we're just seeing the beginning of it. We've got I'm, I'm glad to see that our, such as it is, media is addressing an issue that I addressed the first day and that is the president having this open door policy uh, come on down and come on in The Taliban heard that, too, and they are coming on in our southern borders as fast as they can, flying to Mexico, driving up. Here's what
0: I was looking for as I was speaking before. I was looking for the warrior code right out of the U.S. Army. This is what it says. I'm an American soldier. I am a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I will always place the mission first. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. And I will never leave a fallen comrade behind. It, it's, I am disciplined, physically and mentally tough, trained and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I am always maintaining my arms, my equipment and myself. I'm an expert and I am a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage and destroy the enemies. Of the United States of America in close combat and I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life I am an American soldier and if you don't look up one day and wake up and see that flag stands over those warriors when they come home where they unfortunately are killed in battle if you don't understand that and you can't accept that you need to get out of the United States you need to leave this is not acceptable, okay? We cannot have a commander-in-chief who certainly is not in command of anything, <laughs> anything. And, and you know, I hate to bring it up, but let's look at who we're dealing with. We're dealing with one of the guys who we swapped.
1: For a traitor.
0: Under Obama. This is the Obama 2.0 disaster. This didn't start with Joe Biden. Listen... He's been wrong for 50 years. He's been 100% wrong for 50 years. This, this president, and I use that word loosely, he's been on the wrong side of history for 50 years. This is not something new for him. He doesn't understand world. He doesn't understand what's going on in the world. And I don't even understand if he understands if he knows what's going on in his daily life. <laughs> that guy has not taken a question. Other than a rehearsed garbage from Stephanopoulos that he just barely made it through, and some of the stuff I saw transcripts from that were not aired showed his confusion. He's we a, are being sold a package here.
1: He's a sick and man. The
0: package is not unwrapped.
1: Nope. He's a sick man. That this
0: package, we're going to find out that the damage done may now be irreversible. Nigel Farage who's the Brexit Party leader from Britain the other day, said on air, in his own words, he said, we are witnessing the de- devastation of the world order with America no longer a global superpower. That should make, let me say that again. Nigel Farage said on national television that the America that we knew, the America we all grew up in, is no longer a global superpower in the eyes of the world. Let that sink in. It, it just, it's just—it's—it's disturbing to me. It should be disturbing to everybody who pulls that lever and votes in this country as to who you want to represent you. What are your values, America? What do you value? Do you value life? You know what I heard from Afghan interpreters. They should have never worked with America. America abandoned us. If I could do it over again, I would never work with America. Guess what? You don't think Xi Jinping is looking at that? You don't think North Korea is going, ha, I'll take over South Korea. They're not going to do anything. You know, we better get our act together. And I, I, I honestly do not think that Joe Biden can do that. But what worries me even more is you have Kamala Harris, I, I think she's still with the government. I'm not sure because we haven't seen her.
1: <laughs> we haven't you seen know. her or heard from her, other other than she did come out in support of Biden.
0: Yeah, this... okay, that's like supporting my local frog. Yeah. Right, yeah, he has about, he has a better exit strategy than Joe Biden did here, okay? You know, the next time they ask me if to, if they ever ask me for a government official who knows how to evacuate, Instead of all these guys who we hired, all these guys, well, we didn't hire them. Unfortunately, they were appointed by the genius in charge, okay? yeah. You, you want to hear the brilliance gang, all right? Here's the brilliance gang. Anthony Blinken, okay? <laughs> secretary of State. I, and I use that term loosely because he's not the secretary of anything, we have Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. He's a product of Yale University. Boy, I hope they're really proud of what they're pushing out their doors. The woke crowd, okay? Hmm. live in the reality of what's going on in Afghanistan for 10 minutes. And how about that other genius, Lloyd Austin, oh. Secretary of Defense? He doesn't even know how many people we have there. He doesn't know how many troops we have. And by the way, how much did we leave on the ground in Afghanistan? Gee, oh. and then Here's our other, our our first stringer. Here's the starting team here. General Mark Milley.
2: Hmm.
0: He's been been more concerned about critical race theory and transgender issues in our military. He doesn't even understand how to honorably evacuate our troops. He doesn't even understand. After 20 years, don't tell me you didn't have time to prepare this, okay? Trump left you a silver platter preparation plan. What'd you do? Throw that out with the border policy? By the way, I heard this afternoon or this morning, actually, that uh, a judge in Texas ordered the stay in Mexico policy to be reinstated. So at least there's, there's some of the, of the uh, judicial branch that still has a brain stem.
2: <laughs> did uh, you,
0: did well, you... We left in Afghanistan after spending $2 trillion there. This is what we apparently, we spent $88 billion uh, training the Afghan military. It's been reported that collapsed in less than 11 days. And I'm going to get back to that point because it's very interesting. I found an article that was written by a a journalist who had been there through the three conflicts from Russia all the way up till the present time. And he explained it really brilliantly, which we totally missed. But let's get back. We have a 1.5 high-tech billion-dollar embassy, 1.5 billion-dollar embassy, with all of our high-tech gadgets and everything else in there that specialized building that we left for them. Guess who's going to be in there to deconstruct it, to figure out how our embassies are built and to infiltrate those embassies. And,
1: and now, all of our listening devices. And um,
0: Yep. Now, here's the other great thing. By the way, now the Taliban, okay, or, as I'll get into a little later, not only the Taliban, but al-Qaeda, which is actually a branch of the Taliban, now has... 200 aircraft. That's a bigger air defense than Australia.
1: You know they what I'd, I'd like to see, Mark? Now. You know what I'd like to see? And I know Sleepy Joe doesn't have the gonads to do it, but I think we ought to send several B-52s in and just blow them all away and all in the Air Force Base, and any place they have any of our technology, blow it away. We have
0: always, always, even when we went after bin Laden, when we lost that stealth helicopter, what did we do? We blew it up so that they don't have access to reverse engineer the technology. They have our drones now. Yep. We left 600,000 various weapons. 75,000 vehicles. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to take our Humvees, they're going to see how we reinforce them, they're going to see how we built them, and they're going to plan different devices to defeat that. Uh, the, the, the level of inept planning, the level of inept handling, the level of inept conduct here is off the scale. There's, there's not even a word in English, I think, that could be translated other than moronic This is an idiocracy. This is no longer American government. This is a complete idiocracy. You know, they don't know who's on the ground. They don't know. Listen, to get out of the United States, you have to get on a list somewhere. To get into Afghanistan, you have to have a list somewhere. And in fact, by the way, there's reporting again on the ground that the Taliban now have the list of who helped us and who's in their country. How is it the Taliban have this list and we do not? What do you call that? <laughs> stupidity? It's beyond stupidity. It's beyond
1: incompetence. Beyond. beyond. You know, I. they finally started floating around impeachment. What, do, what can be done to an incompetent president from your constitutional experience?
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you in terms of that. You know, if you, if you look at the Constitution and you look at the Articles of the Constitution, you know, he's the Commander-in-Chief. Right? Under Article 2, under Section 2, he is the Commander-in-Chief of the Army, the Navy, and the militia. Well, at that time it was the militia. But right, right. He is directly responsible for everything that goes on. Okay? This is not like, well, he did it. You can't say that. You are the top guy. With that in mind, what happens here is that if he leaves behind Americans, and and I, I think I don't uh, I shouldn't say that, but I hope for God that this guy does not leave Americans behind. But since they have no idea how many Americans are behind, this is not actually even you know leaving them behind. Right now, unfortunately, the way I would qualify this is the this is a hostage situation. This is a hostage situation. They have us hostages at the airport. Now, really interestingly enough, what I found is the French and the British have their special forces teams that came in and they're going and getting their people out. When you're French are ahead of you in a military operation, mm-hmm. you got a problem. Mhm. You have a problem. You know, it, it reminds me of the story where a grandfather is heading back into France. And he gets to the airport, and he doesn't have his documents out. And the French, you know, TSA says, well, your, your passport. And he goes, Uh, hold on. He goes, well, how come you do not have your passport ready? And he says, well, I'm, I'm getting it he says, Were you here before? He says, yes, I was here before. He says, well, didn't you know to bring it? He said, yeah. When I landed on the beach in Normandy, there wasn't a darn Frenchman around to hand it to.
2: <laughs>
0: so... We're just—we're so beyond stupid here and incompetent. Our, you know, they talked about holding hearings. Here we go again. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, that's going to go in the same file as the Benghazi hearings, and the other—the other file right next to that one was the Durham report and the FBI information from Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all going to go in that same circular file because that has a D on it. Or we're done with this because it's a democrat
1: you know mark i don't know if you heard it this morning but general Keene on fox uh, made a great point a beautiful point and that was you know send in our troops to get our americans out and there won't be a one that doesn't jump at the chance to jump into Afghanistan or drive in or whatever way he gets there or he or she gets there because it would be a change from what we normally do. We normally go to save other countries' butts. This way, we'd be saving our own countrymen.
0: Well, I'll I'll tell you, I saw something that General Brigadier or Brigadier General Don Bolduck B-O-L-D-U-C, you can look it up, he's retired and he said he would be willing to put back on his uniform and go get the job done because oh, we yeah. know how to do it.
1: Yeah, you know, there's not, and, and uh, you know, I, we interview a lot of veterans, and I tell you what, between the active duty, they would jump at going into Afghanistan and cleaning house and uh, getting our Americans out, but every veteran that I've ever interviewed here, I've asked him, if America calls, would you answer? And there has been no veteran that hadn't said, if they'll take me, I'll go. There's and never, uh, a never, never
0: a hesitation, never no, hesitation of a
1: warrior. No. Never. And uh, at the same time, you know, there's, we've got some major, major threats coming out of this. People know how weak the administration is. There's no doubt about how weak the administration is. And we've got some major threats that are going to be coming our way. And like the Japanese said, why why didn't you invade the United States? Because there was a gun behind every blade of grass. Well, if China or Russia try to take advantage They'll find that there's a veteran with a weapon behind every blade of grass. I mean,
0: listen, this country is in deep trouble right now. And I don't think, well, I, I hope rational people understand the damage that has been done. And not just today. This is a world catastrophe. We were the ultimate power in the world. We were the ones who would say, we have the moral high ground. We can do this. We are America. We will lead you through this. And other people join in when they see a strong leader. Trump, you may not like what he said, but he was a strong leader.
1: Absolutely. They may have
0: patted Joe on the back when he came in America's back, but guess what, David? They didn't anticipate when they said America back that he meant America's in the back and America's going to stab you in the back. This is what's going on right now. We didn't consult with anybody. This was officially a NATO operation. Yet we didn't consult with anyone when we pulled out. The British are outraged. The Australians are outraged. We stranded not only our people, but the people from their countries, their soldiers, their warriors. How do you go and do that as a military? Not even, okay, Biden's clueless. Let's get to that point. Bottom line, he's clueless. He has no concept of what he's doing right now. If you thought about that he didn't before, you know he didn't now. So my question is, where are all the idiot generals? Where's the Pentagon? Isn't that what they do all day long? They plan for contingencies? What did he say he had all contingencies planned out? I guess they only plan for today. They didn't plan going back to that same statement I made before. They never plan for tomorrow. Everybody in the nation, and I understand now there are leaked memos, that said in July from the State Department, they were getting secure communiques that said, hey, this is going to fold like a deck of cards, guys, like a house of cards. You better be prepared for this. This is going to be a serious debacle.
1: Well, What were they doing? You know, I, I want to defend the military a little bit here. Uh, I wasn't sitting in on the meetings, and so I can't say one way or the other what the military did. And our Joint Chiefs and so forth because Biden in his ultimate stupidity can still override he's still commander in chief and i don't know if if he was given advice and you know his thing of coming up well our intelligence was bad that's baloney i'm sorry yeah, but that's baloney it,
0: it's, it's his his decision was bad you yes. know, I loved his speech the other day, I really did, His the buck stops with me, yeah. but it wasn't my fault. It was the other guy's fault, and yeah. it was Trump's fault, and it was the Trump agreement, and the sun was in my eyes, and the snow was blinding me when I was in Delaware, and uh, you know, you can blame anything on anybody in the mainstream, mainstream media, and they usually do, they blame everybody. But I'm sorry. I I see this differently. I see this squarely on Biden.
1: Oh, there is is no.
0: Biden's baby.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And this
0: cannot be blamed on anybody but that man.
1: And there was, as I've understood it from friends, a very good exit plan. And uh, he dumped it.
0: Well, one of the reasons that, that the Taliban even sat down with Trump is I'm sure in the back room Trump said, Let me put it to you this way, guys. I don't really care what you do when we leave, okay? That's up to you. It's your country. We're done here. But let me tell you something. You touch one of our guys on the way out and we'll bomb the living daylights out of you. We will bury you. Okay? There will be nothing left for you to rule. And this is part of what they have to say. Yep. This is part of what they they don't understand. What they don't understand is you may not make the rules in another country, but the Taliban is, for all intents and purposes, they're a medieval thinking group. And what was the key concept in the medieval empires? Strength. If you come in and go, hey, guys, can you, can you do me a favor? You know, here, take this critical race theory book and take a look at my transgender policy and let me fly the rainbow flag over here for you. You know what they're going to tell you? No. You know what? Yeah. Let me let me show you the butt end of my gun. Oh wait, no. Here's the business end for you. You know, we try to impose somehow when we deal with medieval societies. We try to impose American values.
2: Oh yeah, and And you can. I was
0: talking about before. This woke policy is an ideology that doesn't exist in reality. It's not the real world. Okay, flowers and roses. And I always said, listen, Obama was a statesman, and Hmm. I didn't like him at all. Okay? But he was a statesman. He did a lot of damage to the country, I feel. But you know what? He represents the country respectfully. Right? And he did it in a perfect world. Obama would have been the perfect president. But guess what? The mess he left. It's not a perfect world. But apparently, our dislike for the man rather than the policies of Donald Trump is what got Joe Biden elected. Yep. And I think part of the reason that they keep him in the closet and they keep him away from people is because the media is doing his bidding. So why even trot him out? Why show the world what he really is? A really nice guy, but a bumbling old fool with something going on cognitively.
1: Again, I'm
0: not a doctor. And I don't even play one on TV. But I can tell you from the man's statement alone, from the confusion that's visible when he's reading off a teleprompter, okay? When has this guy taken a question from the hmm. press? I'm not talking about an arranged. I got the questions, and there's an earpiece in my ear so someone can tell me the answer.
1: If I'm I can find the card that the answer's written on. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's like I said before, Mark. The only way that we can save face, in my opinion, at this point, is to send our B-52s in there and level them.
0: You know, I saw I saw Mark Milley, and uh, oh God, John, what's his last name? Kirk, I think, um, from the Pentagon. He was okay. there, and somebody asked them there was a report of low flying F-15s, and he kind of almost jumped up to the microphone and said, "No, no, no, we didn't fly low fly. No, 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 we were we were doing Overwatch. No, no, no. I don't know where you're getting that information. Low flying, show of course, not us." What person in the military turns around and admits that you're weak? I don't get it. Maybe as you, as a military background person, can you explain to me what the purpose of showing weakness to the enemy would be?
1: Hmm. There is none. That's like going into battle waving the white flag.
0: Well, you know what? That probably would have been more effective in an evacuation plan such as this than what we're doing currently.
1: You know, uh, your friend Brett had a very good analogy today at, of what America has done. And it's like the um, the pilot of a plane and, and says, okay, folks, we're going down. The crew's going to get all the parachutes. Fin for yourself.
0: Oh, oh, oh it's, it's the other one where you know, you're flying, the plane's crashing, it crash lands in the uh, ocean, and the pilot gets on and goes, uh, hey, those of you on the right side of the plane that can get to, you know, the plane's on fire, it's now sinking, uh, those of you who can get to the right wing, uh, please join us, and those who can't get to the right wing, thank you for flying Air America.
1: Yeah. All right. You
0: know, it, it's, I can't even, my, my frustration with the dereliction of duty here by Joe Biden, by Kamala Harris, by Millie.
1: Well, you, I, you realize I, I just, you realize as we're speaking, Biden's having a press conference talking about everybody taking the booster for COVID nineteen.
0: Yeah, well, he probably forgot about the Afghanistan uh, debacle. You know,
1: <laughs> so, selective memory.
0: Yeah, oh, it's not selective.
1: Yeah, problem. oh, that's right. He has no memory. You
0: know, it, it's. It's incompetency in all respects. And and worst of all, the people in charge, the State Department, the Department of Defense, the military generals, the Pentagon, they all got to go. They all got to go. How does no one take responsibility? And here's my other question. Is If you told the president and you said, hey, I don't agree with what you're doing here, Mr. President. You know what? Be a man. Be the warrior that you're supposed to be and get out. Resign. Let someone know, no, you're doing the wrong thing. Don't say, uh, okay. You know, he said our intelligence services failed. You know, no. Who failed? The executive in charge. Not only did he lie to us, he ignored the clear state of facts on the ground. Any moron could tell you that the last thing you evacuate is your air bases in any kind of conflict. I, I just don't get it. You know... It's zero confidence, zero intelligence, zero planning, equal 100% incompetent outcome, and 100% chaos. He went on with Stephanopoulos the other day, Joe Biden, and said, I don't know how this chaos happened. It was inevitable. No, maybe under your administration, with your intellect and your abilities, it was inevitable. But he didn't understand how chaos couldn't have happened. That was the problem. You know what? Open up that binder that Trump left you with the little gold seal on it. Open it up. Because apparently he tore out pages from it already with the southern policy at the border. Mm -hmm. And how many terrorists do you think we're letting in these days? Let me guess. We're on track to 2 million people from the southern border. We don't have a clue who they are. And he's trying to get them citizenship without even having an asylum hearing. That's what they were working on that's instead of trying to figure out how to get Americans out of Afghanistan they're working about figuring out how to get two million people through the southern border. I just don't understand there is no priority in this government anymore to be america
1: let me let me uh interrupt you a second and um, this is something and I wish all of America was listening that would would help the ratings out a little bit but Americans have to step up to the plate now and these people are not necessarily coming in poor and broke and without assets. So if you see something, say something. We have to. That's the only way we're going to be able to protect ourselves is if something suspicious like what was the deal uh in one of the bombings, where somebody saw a guy working on a bomb and didn't report it, and come to find, oh, that was the Boston thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I the,
0: mean, there's just been such bungling. Of, yeah, of, it, it's just.
1: <sighs> but we've got to. We've got to wake up. We've got to look around, and we're the only ones that are going to do it. Our police departments that. <laughs> Are still with us, the ones that are still with us, they're so overworked and undermanned that they can't do everything. But I guarantee if you see somebody with the garage door opening and sacks of fertilizer, tell somebody or whatever it might be that if something suspicious is going on, and I, of all the things in the world that I hate, is the red flag law. I hate that. It's a uh, total... It's preposterous. The
0: problem with that is it's it's kind of like... It's this ethereal kind of concept. You know, if, if the guy smacks his hand on the steering wheel, he's liable to go off at any moment. We should take away his weapons. Yeah. You know, if he slams the door because he hurt his thumb, oh, this guy's dangerous. Where's the line? Where do you draw that line? And uh, quite frankly... Do I have faith in the judicial system to draw that line? Not particularly. Not a lot of these appointed judges. You know, the decisions I'm seeing coming out of some of these appointments are just blatantly irresponsible. You know, this woke judicial system, mm. this judicial activism that we hear about, it's another attempt of the 3rd prong system to destroy America. You know, we keep hearing we got to tear down America to build it back up again. Uh, I'm okay with where America's going. And you know what? When they're talking about tearing down America, listen, and, and I'm not, you know, please don't take this the wrong way, folks. I never owned any slaves. I didn't own any people. My father worked seven days a week. My mother worked. I came from a blue-collar kind of family, and my father worked his butt off. My grandfather was a furniture manufacturer, okay? He made furniture with his bare hands. That's what he did for a living. So, I don't come from Yale, I don't come from Harvard, and I thank my lucky stars, because I actually got an education. And I learned about the world from being in it. I worked 80, 90 hours a week in a parking garage in Manhattan as an attendant when I was going to college. And before I went to college, I worked the same. There's a work ethic in this country that has gotten lost, and that has translated into this woke concept, you know? Give it to me because I deserve it. Well you, I don't you deserve
1: anything. you did hear that for something that uh, the Air Force Academy is now teaching BLM and the woke and inclusion.
0: yeah I, I'd like to include well why don't we teach BLM I, I haven't heard anything about the Afghani women problem they're having over there. Uh, what was that problem? Oh yeah child brides, women being beheaded, beaten. Um, I haven't heard anything from anybody. Uh, oh, wait a second. Wasn't Kamala in charge of that also? <laughs> where's, where's the Me Too movement? Where's Talib? Where's Omar Ilhan? Oh, sorry Wait a second. Where's Occasional Cortex (AOC)? Where are they yelling and yapping? Yeah. I'm sorry. Why? I'll tell you why, folks. Guess why? Because the guy in the White House has a big D on the door. The dumb. Oh no, Democrats. Sorry. The problem with this country is these people who are the elitist in charge are exactly that. They're in charge of nothing but trying to get more power for them. They have nothing to do with the reality that we all live in. You know what? Start putting migrants in Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood, in Chuck Schumer's neighborhood. Start putting them in you know, uh, Martha's Vineyard next to Obama's house. Okay? Put some low-income housing over there. Then come and talk to me about putting it in my neighborhood or anywhere else in the United States don't tell me what you're going to do for my states of the united states okay because until you feel the impact of what your policies are doing don't ever tell me what you're doing for me because you have no idea what i live by day by day so when they talk to you about we're doing this to save the world okay well go save them in your own neighborhood put them in san francisco i'm sorry that's uh, you know david that's you can't do that anymore because there's no room on the
1: street. The, the homeless has taken over. And, and it stinks. The The odor Man. in San Francisco is really bad.
0: America has to wake up. It really... Oh, by the way, we even carried over our let everybody go policy to Afghanistan. Guess what happened to the Bagram prison? They let everybody out when the Taliban came in. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Can I hear a round of applause?
1: Hmm. You, you know, as a matter of fact,
0: uh... you know, there was there's a, there a long-standing statement that the Taliban, I think, lived by. They said, "The Americans have all the watches, and we have all the time."
1: Yep, you're very. That's, that's a very active
0: that we that's... better wake up to because you know what? They're not going to stay in Afghanistan. But this this is where we're missing the point here. They're not staying in Afghanistan. You said it before. They're infiltrating the border now. They're coming over, left, right, and center. They're going to be here. And guess what? You think 9-11 was bad? You don't think that some knucklehead in the Taliban is now figuring out how to attack us here? Again, again, complete imbecilic lack of preparation for tomorrow. You know, before the, the Twin Towers went down, We had it, I think it was in 93, there was a bombing. And that commission came up with the fact that we had untethered immigration, this chain migration thing. And and then there was the 9-11 commission that made all these recommendations. And Joe Biden walked into the White House and said, "Ah, you know what, I don't believe any of this stuff. Let me just do it. I'm going to wing it. You know. It almost makes me, and I know you're going to shudder when I say this, it almost makes me want to have Hillary in the White House instead of Joe Biden. And that's a real, that's a, that's a long ball gone out of that park. You know, it's, you can't have a Democratic dolt in the White House surrounded by dolts. It just doesn't work. You know, it's, there's a lack of understanding of the real world and it comes from this whole concept of we can change we can do better let's jump back into the climate paris accord yeah hey the paris climate accord it's a beautiful thing while iran makes what are they doing they're making bombs what are they doing in their secret lab yeah so it's like do we not see this coming you know if you if you ask a 5 year old i have military bases i have civilians and i have a 1920s airport which one do you think we should close last and which one do you think we should close first you know what they're going to say don't close your military base that's where all your operations are Now, what I can't understand is the generals are responsible for this how do you create what inevitably is a kill zone you are funneling everybody to one place who is trying to get out of that country you don't think the Taliban's going to pick them off as they're getting
1: there? Hmm. You know, I mean, uh, again, taking up or taking the side of, side of DOD, uh, do you realize the DOJ can overrule DOD? You know,
0: the, the problem is here. You, you look at this guy, Jake Sullivan. Okay, he's the National Security Advisor. This guy looks like he's 15 years old. He's 44 years old or thereabouts. What experience can a 44-year-old guy have in national security? But it's not... I don't blame him for being a bumbling, irresponsible, unexperienced idiot. I blame the person who put him in charge.
1: Amen. This is... (laughs) It,
0: it, It doesn't, you know... I used to work in a law firm many, many years ago, and I once went into one of the partners and said, you know, why am I getting all this garbage stuff to do in all these cases? I don't like these little baby cases that give me. And he told me one thing. He said, you know what? He said, I understand completely. He said, let me put it to you this way. He said, and I'll, and I'll use the term spit, rolls downhill, and you're at the bottom. <laughs> so I don't want to hear anybody blaming our warriors on the ground. I don't no. want to hear anybody telling us that our special operators didn't do their jobs. I don't want to hear anybody telling us that our military wasn't competent. You know what wasn't competent? The people leading them.
1: You know, the, the, in my opinion, the greatest presidents in the world were humble and gave credit to the people that they had appointed that were the best in the world. And a good, if you're surrounded by good people, You'll be a good president
0: and and you know what like for example, when Trump didn't agree with one of his people, guess what he tossed him out or the guy resigned mm-hmm Trump probably said hey you don't like what I'm doing resign and they resigned and I respect that that's okay. I'm okay with that you know they used to say well Trump changes his personnel like he changes his underwear okay but you know what? That's what a good business person does. That's what a person who's in charge of the facts in life and the reality that we're living in does. If you don't perform to my expectations and I'm the leader, guess what? You're no longer with me. You're done. Okay? It's very simple. You cannot operate with people who know less than you.
1: That's right. You are
0: supposed to retain people who know more than you and not copy their mistakes.
1: And not, not be surrounded by yes-men. You want people that will question you, but you don't want people that will try to go around you.
0: But you know what? What was interesting is Trump never agreed with everyone, but he always listened.
2: <laughs>
0: and ultimately, it was his decision. And that's okay, but you know what? He owned it. He didn't go before the American people and say, oh our uh, intelligence didn't tell us about this. Well, you know what, Mr. President? You lied to us, because that's not true. That's not true at all. And I really want to understand that, and and it's not just Biden, it's the the presidents before him, $88 billion to train an army that folded in 11 months. And this is what I was saying at the top top of the show, and I wanted to get back to it, is there is a concept that... America should have been aware of, very aware of, because it's something that has been going on in Afghanistan for thousands of years. And there was a a senior fellow at the Quincy Institute which, uh, a guy by the name of Anatole Levine, L-I-E-V-E-N and I would tell people to go take a look at that. Okay? And in the winter of 89, he was a journalist with the London Times and he was embedded in a bunch of Um, in a military fighting group with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, in the Gandhi province. And here's how it goes. They're rolling up in their tanks, and they see the opposition. And he says, oh my God, what do we do? What do we do? They see us. And he turns turns to his interpreter and says, tell them they see us. They're going to, you know, what's going to happen here? And he says, no. He says, no problem. He says, there's an agreement. What we didn't understand is these, these basic tribal agreements of kinship and the tribal connection is much stronger than anything else. That's one of the things that we should have learned from the Russians. They were there 15 years and got nothing accomplished. So what happens? Right? They have these agreements that says, listen, if you join us, we won't kill you or your family. If you don't join us, We'll kill you and your family, okay? We're willing to forgive everything else you've done before, but now you're part of us. And guess what? In the enlightened world of, we're leaving, see you, have a nice life from America, what do you think was going to happen to those military guys? They dumped their uniforms faster than their toilet paper. They got rid of it, and they said, I'm with you. We're good. Okay. And, yes, they're going to go after our interpreters, I think, without a doubt. You know, this 2.0 crapola that I'm seeing on the news, yeah. and, you know, it's just another thing. On Twitter, President Trump is banned, but the Taliban is not. I, you know, need I say anything else? If I didn't say anything on the show, do you remember? Remember that next time you think about where America's headed. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, was banned from Twitter for life, but the Taliban has a platform to recruit. So, I mean, we need to change the direction of this country. This country is out of control. That flushing noise you hear, that's what's going down the drain. This is absolutely absurd. We are in for a major shock. We better redesign. You know, they keep talking about reimagining things. Well, let me reimagine this for you. America as a third world. Imagine that, okay? We spent $2 trillion trying to get Afghanistan out of a pile of rubble. And I saw everything today on the news in the last couple of weeks. It's still a pile of rubble, and nothing's going to happen. But you know what? What do you think America's schools could look like with $2 trillion? What do you think we could have done with the buildings that are decaying in New York City and the decay in Baltimore or our inner cities? What do you think $2 trillion? you think that would have helped at all?
1: Well, not not with their leaders, no.
0: but, But here's what we don't understand. You can't build an idiot. You know, you can't argue with a moron because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. That's what the Russians found out after 15 years, and that's what we just found out. But not only that, we had our you-know-whats kicked. Yep. Okay? We had our butts kicked. And it wasn't because we didn't have the will to fight. It's because we didn't have a competent intelligence at the top. You know, I don't care who he wants to blame for this, but I'm sorry at least be a man. You're dealing with medieval ideologies. There's a tradition of tribal leadership. If we didn't get that, and everyone else understood that, we had a failure at the top.
1: And we're still having it until we replace it.
0: He was able to tell them, if you don't, I will destroy everything that you ever had. And they said, you know what? I believe this guy.
1: Yep. And... American public should be yelling for him to come back. And we haven't had a leader, in my opinion, that was really willing to do that. And, you know, well, you know I'm a conservative, and so compared to other presidents, we still, even going back to other eras, um, Trump did a good job. And the art of negotiation... He knew how to do it, and you do it from strength, not from weakness.
0: His foreign policy was dead on. His delivery of what he was saying sometimes needed a little bit of spit and polish.
2: Yep.
0: But you know what? It's the ultimate fact here. The ultimate bottom line is there's a clear line between a lack of understanding and a horrible degree of surprise and chaos. And that's what went on. You know, America didn't predict that the entire country would collapse in 11 days. But you know what, David? You know what, everybody? They should have. Oh, this absolutely. Was of them. It was discernible. It wasn't hidden from plain view. And that's what scares the living bejesus out of me. Let me tell you something. Taiwan right now, That'd be quaking in its boots
1: no question and you know,
0: we, we are done as a, i think nigel farage said it best america is done as being a global superpower stick a fork in us you know i, I see it as the decline of america you know domestically it's destroying our country inflation the economy you know uh, the Keystone Pipeline, give give Putin the pipeline, you know, let him supply the entire Europe. Oh, okay, let's supply Europe with gas and oil (laughs) from Putin. That's a great idea.
1: And then let's turn around to OPEC and tell them to increase their production so we can buy oil from them.
0: And then go back to OPEC and say, listen, we want to pay you another couple hundred billion dollars because we just cut off our oil supply on our drilling on American soil. We were energy independent. You know what that means, folks? <laughs> we didn't import anything from the people who hate us. They didn't get any American dollars. Now what are they doing? They're going, hey, I like this guy Biden. We just got another $100 billion. This yep. is awesome. No, like I said, back to the, the, the original concept and the whole facts matter. Reality is different than ideology. And I think as soon as we understand that, I don't think this administration will ever get that content because the people they have running the show, if anyone actually is in charge, and I'm doubtful about that lately, you can't make, you know, if you, if you put a lipstick on a pig, it's
1: still a pig. <laughs> it ain't a okay? silk purse, is it?
0: Yeah. You can't change it. You can't change it. It's just absolutely amazing. You know, you, you can't take this concept of the world is a beautiful thing and kumbaya. And look at that kumbaya moment in Afghanistan now. Come on. Where's the G7? Where's the G20? Where are all these people? You know what? Yeah, they're going to be punching Biden in the arm, not patting him on the back. You know, it's it's just, and here's the other thing that's killing me, is the spokesman for the Pentagon, John Kirby. Okay. He must go home at night and drink heavily because the things that come out of his mouth are so incredibly that They're so incredibly illicitly lies that as they're coming out of his mouth, when you look at his body, he's cringing. You know? Do we consider the Taliban an enemy? No, not until we get out of there, and then they could be an enemy. You know what? What nature of you know alternative reality are these guys living in? The Taliban and the world is watching. And we are putting on a show of defeat and dishonor. And we are putting on a show of lameness and all of this other things that are going on in our society that's collapsing right now before us. I, I Listen, I'm on the back nine of life. I'm not that worried about what's going to happen in the next ten years. Maybe the next five. But I am worried about what are my kids going to inherit. You know, they talk about... The existential threat is climate change. Guess what? You know where the existential threat is to America right now? It's in the White House. It's Kamala Harris. It's Joe Biden. And the rest of the knucklehead crew. Okay, From Millie to Sullivan to Austin to Kirk, that's the knucklehead crew. It's like, put Mo, Larry, and Curly back in charge. <laughs>
1: because
0: at least they knew what they were doing.
1: And you can't blame anybody but the man that appoints them.
0: No, this is, this is, I'm sorry. They can spin this any way they want. And again, they're going to conflate the two, and you watch it over the next couple of days. America, be smart. Listen carefully. They're going to conflate the issue of getting out of the war versus how we got out of the war. Okay? Walking out with your head held high saying, look what we did for the last 20 years. We kept terrorism off American soil. That's something to hold your head up high to. Any of you military guys out there, thank you. You did that for us. Okay? Don't anybody for a second tell me that the military is not amazing. But the idiots in charge had 20 years to plan this. They knew this day was coming. But yet they left it. And they didn't plan for tomorrow.
1: Mark, we're going to have to close her down. I hate to say it because I've loved this. And uh, thank you for joining us today, for joining me today on Do Facts Matter? And I think you've proven very well that Facts don't matter to most folks.
0: Hopefully educated people.
1: Hopefully educated. Hopefully uh, the country and our population will take a look and make a decision. And, you know, I I hate to be doom and gloom, but uh, bad things are coming our way, folks. It's inevitable. So, with that being said, you're listening to... America's Web Radio and uh, Mark the Shark. Again, thank you for have coming a great on. Weekend, and uh,
0: everybody, and stay aware of what's going on in your world.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure we're going to have you back on in the real near future. Thank you, David. Talk thank to you later. Mark. Take care. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com.
0: Thank you for listening.